Hello and welcome to Walk in the Shadowlands podcast. Let me be your guide as we take a walk into the shadowy realms of the unexplained, the paranormal, of things that go bump in the night and haunt your dreams. Your host. I'm Marianne, and I would like to welcome you to our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, today, whatever time it is, wherever you are living in this beautiful world of ours. So sit back, relax, and let me be your guide as we walk into the Shadowlands together and discover what awaits us there. This episode, I will be talking about electronic voice phenomena, commonly known as EVP for short, and sharing with you all examples of EVP that I or my paranormal investigation team, Shadowlands Paranormal Investigations, have captured on some of our team investigations. Ever since man was first able to comprehend death, there have been constant questions about life after death and how people can communicate with those who have passed over. Humanity as a whole has long believed that it is possible to communicate with the dead and many different attempts have been made over the centuries, such as with the Greek oracles or through seances and mediums. But it wasn't until the modern age of telephones and recorders that EVP really began. Until that stage, there was simply not the means around for this to occur. So, let's take a brief look at the development of electronic voice phenomena. In an interview with the October 1920 issue of the American magazine, the famous inventor Thomas Edison said, quote, I have been at work for some time building an apparatus to see if it is possible for personalities which have left this earth to communicate with us, end quote. He felt that if our personality survived physical death, then it was only logical or scientific reasoning to assume that personality retained the memory or the intellect and the knowledge we acquire whilst on this earth. That also, if this were the case, then there ought to be some way of recording these personalities. Edison, Marconi and Tesla, three of the greatest inventors and geniuses who lay the foundations upon which electronic communications have been based, spent the last years of their lives trying to develop devices for communicating with the afterlife. Onwards to 1936. An American photographer by the name of Attila von Zale experimented with a phonographic record cutter in an attempt to capture spirit voices. He is supposed to have had some success with this. Then in the late 40s, Marcello Barchi from Italy stated that he was able to pick up deceased voices on a vacuum tube radio. Moving on to the 50s, there were two Catholic priests by the name of Fathers Ernetti and Gemelli. They were attempting to record Gregorian chants on a magnetophone. A magnetophone was the brand or model name of the pioneering reel-to-reel tape recorder. 
Apparently, one of the wires on the machine kept breaking and a frustrated Father Jamelli verbally asked his dad to help. When the men were listening back to the recording later, they were shocked to hear his father's voice saying, Of course I shall help you. I'm always with you. Following on from that, the men did further recordings capturing other voices. In 1959, a Swedish film producer by the name of Friedrich Jurgensen was recording bird songs. When he played it back, he could clearly hear his mother's voice speaking to him. From that discovery, he went on to record hundreds of such voices. He also wrote two books on the subject, Voices from the Universe and Radio Contact with the Dead. Jurgensen's work caught the attention of a psychologist by the name of Dr. Constantin Rodife. Initially, he was very sceptical of Jurgensen's claims and began his own experiments. As with Jurgensen, he also recorded the voice of his deceased mother, calling him by the nickname she always used with him. Fast forward to the 70s and early 80s, a couple by the name of George and Jeanette Meek teamed up with a psychic, William O'Neill, and recorded hundreds of hours of EVP recordings using radio oscillators. Apparently, they were able to capture some conversations with a Dr. George Jeffries Mueller, a deceased university professor and a NASA scientist. In 2007, a gentleman by the name of Frank Sumpton gave an interview to Rosemary Allen Guiley, a paranormal researcher, for the TAPS Paranormal Magazine, TAPS being an acronym for the Atlantic Paranormal Society, about how he had been inspired to create a device now known as Frank's Box. After being inspired by an article about EVP in the popular electronics magazine, he states that his device is a simple method of supplying raw audio that spirits or entities can use to form voices. This device works using a specially modified radio that sweeps its tuning across a range of radio bands from AM to FM to shortwave. Sumpton says that the sweep can be random, linear or even done by hand. The theory behind this is that the spirits can piece words and phrases together from all these broadcast channels to pass on messages. These days, they are more commonly called ghost boxes, such as the ones used on pretty much all the current ghost investigation shows. This is an example of a ghost box recording. I was asking if there were any spirit around who could alter the colours on the K2 meter which is an instrument that lets us know when there's anomalous activity around. I actually did not expect this response. This needs to be side me light up. It's got a green light on now. Can you make the light go to Wow, you said my name. Hello. This needs to be side me light up.
A gentleman by the name of Colin Smythe is credited with coining the term electronic voice phenomena, EVP, as a more inclusive alternative to Rodive voices, as the voices recorded by Rodolf were referred to prior. Pretty much since the 60s, EVP had begun to be accepted as a legitimate form of paranormal research, but it also remains pretty controversial especially with some paranormal researchers who are looking to find evidence that will support their research or belief system. So often they try and find meaning out of what could simply be random sounds or noises. This is particularly noticeable in the recording of EVP. Part of the issue is that the human mind is naturally inclined to project meaning onto otherwise random patterns or noises, or to try and impose meaning on what can appear to be intelligent sounds. Some of this is because the brain has a tendency to fill in the gaps. This is called paradelia, sometimes referred to as matrixing. Paradelia can be visual as in seeing faces and random patterns, or it can be auditory. So, you have to be really careful with this sort of research because of this. However, EVP today is one of the most widely accepted methods of collecting evidence in paranormal research. As portable tape recorders became available, this was used as a tool by investigators, replacing old technology and ultimately Digital recorders replaced the old cassette tape and computer programs began to be utilised to process the recordings and using various filters, background noises were able to be eliminated and specific frequencies could be isolated. This made it much easier to hear the spirit voices. Some say that because spirit exists on a different dimensional plane than we do, it makes sense to some that they may communicate via different frequency range, which means that the recordings might need to be slowed down or sped up in the editing process to be able to make out the responses. I personally haven't particularly found this to be the case. So that is a bit of the history of how EVP came about. How do you actually create an EVP and what precisely is it? To create an EVP, what investigators do is simply ask a series of questions, leaving a space of silence on the recording for any responses. After the EVP session is over, the investigators play the recording back and listen for any intelligent or relevant responses caught on the tape that they did not hear at the time. One of the theories about EVP is that the spirit doesn't have enough energy to create voices that are audible to our ears, but as they are energy themselves, they can manipulate the tapes or these days digital devices quite easily. Therefore, electronic voice phenomena is simply put when human sounding voices are recorded via analogue, such as the old cassette recorders, or these days mostly by digital means in radio station noise or on other electronic media such as cell phones, TVs, computers, iPads or digital recorders and some even say it can be heard in the white noise created by fans and the like. 
The voices are recorded often quite accidentally and not only necessarily when searching out evidence, as in the case of the interview I did with Hannah in our very first podcast on Shadow People. When I was interviewing Hannah on playback, I noticed an incredible amount of feedback and electronic noises that was simply not there when we were talking live, and as I was editing the interview, I discovered the EVP amongst them. Some were voices talking over the top of her and I, so I could not use that part of the interview as I couldn't separate the two. And the voices over the top made the whole section unable to be understood. And in fact, you can hear in her interview how sort of tinny parts of her audio sound. For podcast members, some of these EVP can be heard in the members section of our website. EVPs are never heard as audible voices when they are recorded. They would then be called disembodied voices when they are heard audibly. And I will play you an example of a disembodied voice that we recorded at one of our investigations later in this episode. It is only on playback that they are noticed. Some of these recordings are far easier to hear and understand than others, and they can absolutely be male or female, adult or child. They definitely vary in tone and emotion and even accent. Not only can they be voices, but they can also be laughs, whistling, chuckling, clicks, groans, moans, growls and animal noises. They can call the investigators by name and speak directly to them also, as has happened to me on numerous occasions. I'm going to play you a few EVP now where my name has been called. Some are quiet and easier to hear with headphones on. I will repeat every EVP that is played in this episode three times so you are able to make them out easier. Now these particular EVP are not Class A EVP which are very clear and easy to discern. They are what would be regarded as Class B. I'll go over the EVP classifications later in this podcast. Having said that, here is the first EVP calling my name. This first EVP was taken at the Park Island Cemetery in Napier in 2017. You can hear me telling a team member to write down a recording that they had just observed, where the temperature had dropped by a couple of degrees and also at the same time our K2 meter, which records anomalous electrical activity, was going off. By going off I mean the lights were flashing from nothing to red, which was the highest that it could. At the same time that the team members were picking up these bits of activity, this gentleman spoke up, called my name and said a few words. Can you write that down? Can you write that down? Can you write that down? The second EVP was recorded in the old Napier Cemetery on the hill by the hospital again in 2017. 
I have a particular fondness for this old cemetery. It is the original cemetery for Napier and is sited right opposite the nurse's home where I lived when I was doing my nurse's training at the hospital. I would go and visit the cemetery often and wander around the headstones and sit and enjoy the peace and quietness and beauty of the place. I hadn't been back to the cemetery for some years when this recording was taken. You can hear us walking about and wind blowing in the background of this one. The previous two EVP were taken during team training investigations for new members. This third EVP was taken during an actual team investigation of the old Tavistock Hotel, now called Breakers in Waipukurao in central Hawke's Bay. This hotel was easily the most active haunted place my team has ever investigated, with both intelligent and aware spirit being present. In this particular EVP, you can hear a woman calling me by name and asking for help, followed immediately by Scotty, who was a team member at that stage. This one is particularly faint and easier to hear with headphones on, not helped by Scotty walking around, as you can hear. Nikki. 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 Quite often, EVP are only a word or two, especially when they are responsive to questions asked. However, on the odd occasion, you will get whole sentences and even conversations between two or more voices on the recording. Sometimes, as my investigation group, Shadowlands Paranormal Investigations, got during our investigation of the old Tavistock Hotel, you can get what appear to be residual conversations of events that happened on that site many years previously. In this particular recording, you will hear me talking at the beginning of the recording. Then you will hear a female voice followed by two different male voices and you can hear the clinking of glasses. Of course, there's the plug going out from the door. Of course, there's the plug going out from the door. Of course, there's the plug going out from the door. I've never been able to figure out why. But very often, as with those voices you've just heard, sometimes the EVP has a very metallic sound to it, and sometimes it can sound like it's coming from underwater. It has a really muffled tone to it, but that previous recording in particular was quite metallic sounding, as you would have heard for yourself, which makes it actually sort of indistinct and hard to understand what they are saying. Sometimes, very often actually, other noises are heard on EVPs like grunts, growling or other animal sounds. As in this particular recording from our first Tavistock Hotel investigation, I personally have been doing EVP recordings for over 20 years and this is the very first time I have heard a distinct animal sound apart from grunting 
or growling. Actually, when I was initially reviewing this audio, I thought it was my own cat calling to get my attention, and I kept getting annoyed and putting my laptop down to see where he was and what he wanted, before I finally twigged that, hang on a minute, it's actually on the recording. Another interesting thing about this recording is that this was taken when we as a team were doing our initial walkthrough doing baseline recordings. There were five others besides myself on this walkthrough because we always do the baseline recordings as a team. Our baseline recording is when you go around the area checking for electrical sources which could account for spikes in the K2 meters which record electrical activity so that when you are actually doing your investigation then you can disregard any K2 spikes in those areas as being from the electrical sources already mapped out. But if it spikes where there was nothing on your baseline sweep then that is a very good indication that you are getting anomalous activity in that area. As I was saying, there were five others besides myself in this room, which was in a room at the back of the kitchen area. We all had handheld recorders. Scotty's recorder was the only one in the room that picked up the sound of this cat meowing for attention. So that is one of the reasons that we know this was an EVP and not a living cat in the alley behind the building. Or more of us would have recorded the cat on our recorders than simply Scotty. The first voices you are going to hear are Carla and James with me in the background. We had just walked into the room and there was a noticeable drop in the temperature as recorded on our electronic thermometer and felt by us all. But James verbalises what we are all feeling and then we get the meow. Listen for yourself. Hey guys. It's really cold right here. Can you feel it right here? Hey guys. It's really cold right here. Also, EVP can be and often is recorded in other languages, or you can hear distinct and different accents in the voices recorded, such as this voice from the Tavistock Hotel. In this recording, you can hear team members talking and laughing in the background and the voice comes in at the very end of the recording. It is very clear and he says, Kit carried me. If you listen closely, you can hear a tinge of a British or Scottish accent. What is interesting about this site is that the hotel was removed from its original site and placed where it currently stands, which actually was also the site of land war battles in the early history of New Zealand. So we feel that this recording is a soldier saying that he was carried from the battlefield. As I mentioned earlier, there are classifications of EVP. Firstly, we have the best of all EVP recordings. These are called Class A. The Kit Carried Me recording that you just heard would be considered to be a Class A recording.
That's Brother a Haunting Tune, called Bittersweet by Poddington Beer, licensed under Creative Commons 2019. For more information, be sure to check out my podcast website, walkingtheshadowlands.com. Class A recordings are easily understood by almost anyone with little or no dispute on what is being said. They are not always necessarily the loudest of recordings, but the clarity of them is undisputed. Class A EVP are also considered to be the rarest, but having said that, we tend to get a large number of Class A EVP for a number of reasons on our team investigations and inadvertently actually when I am recording any voiceover work. These are some of my favourite Class A recordings. In them, you can hear the accents of the spirit talking, and some are actually conversations between spirit. In this first Class A EVP, you can hear team members talking in the background. Then you can hear a cheeky-sounding child's voice over the top of them saying hello. This was taken from the first Tavistock Hotel investigation. That's good enough. Oh, there you go. Can you hello. there? The second Class A EVP was again recorded at the Tavistock Hotel. Carla and Tip were by themselves in the underground storage area of the hotel, which had about six inches of water in the basement. It was winter and it was very cold. You can hear Tip speaking, followed by a very British-sounding male, then Carla at the end, the chap sounds as though he is right by the voice recorder. Um, steam coming out of my mouth, I'm thinking. It's really cold. Um, steam coming out of my mouth, I'm thinking. It's really cold. Um, steam coming out of my mouth, I'm thinking. It's really cold. These next two EVP are two of my very favourites that I have ever collected over the years. Both are from the Tavistock Hotel. In the first, you can hear the staff members of the Tavistock who elected to do the investigation with us talking. Then you can hear a small boy saying, what is that for? Then I respond with, oh look, he's got a little table here. Small room. Party with everybody. What is that? Oh look, he's got a little table here. Small room. Partying with everybody. What is that? Oh, look, he's got a little table here. Small room. Partying with everybody. What is that? Oh, look, he's got a little table here. This Class A EVP is also an example of two spirits having a conversation. I was sitting on a bed in one of the hotel rooms and all of a sudden the temperature in the room dropped markedly. I felt as though someone had put their arms around me from behind me and was giving me a hug. I verbalise what I am feeling and you can hear the electronic thermometer going off. Then you hear a woman saying, is that you? And you can hear a man whispering to the woman very softly saying, that's me at back of her. Then you hear me again saying, shaky cold. Because it was so bone chilling cold, it was making my body shake. I am feeling icy cold. Can you go around the back of me? I feel like somebody's got their arms around me. It's almost like a hug. It's cold on both sides. Is that you? Shaky cold. I am feeling icy cold. Can you go around the back of me? 
I feel like somebody's got their arms around me. It's almost like a hug. It's cold on both sides. Shaky cold. I am feeling icy cold. Can you go around the back of me? It's like this wrap. I feel like somebody's got their arms around me. It's almost like a hug. It's cold on both sides. This last Class A EVP was taken during the investigation of a public business. The owner did not wish for the business to be identified as it is very well known and utilised by a large percentage of the small town it was based in. In this recording, you can hear me talking at the beginning to Nathan. I was explaining to him that oftentimes more negative entities have this very noticeable odour about them that is something they cannot disguise. A dubious female staff member then says, Oh, okay, followed at the very end by a male spirit agreeing with what I had said. No, 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 no. They'd rather we don't smell it because it lets us know that they're around. Oh, okay. No, 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 they'd rather we don't smell it because it lets us know that they're around. Oh, okay. No, 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 they'd rather we don't smell it because it lets us know that they're around. Oh, okay. The next class of EVP are called Class B. These usually have warping of the voice in certain syllables or even an odd metallic sound to the voice or a distance. Generally, these are more distant sounding than Class A and often the volume has to be increased to aid hearing. This is the most common type of EVP that is captured. In this section, I'm going to present you with three examples. The first Class B EVP example is from the Napier Cemetery when we were doing the training investigation. One of the trainees was kidding around and joking about where all the ghosts were. He was just covering his nervousness. Then we get a temperature drop on the thermometer. The K2 meter shows activity and we capture this male voice. I absolutely love this one. It is an older sounding male, but he sounds both a little peeved at the trainee's attitude a little bit and also shows his sense of humour at the same time. The second EVP is from the same investigation. In this recording, you can hear the distant sound of the voice and also the tinny quality. She was trying to encourage some of the team members to go to where she was in the cemetery. Also, you can hear the footsteps of one of the members walking in the autumn leaves. This last Class B EVP was taken during a private investigation of the old Odeon Theatre in Napier in 2006. It has since been demolished and a department store stands on the site. This was not an investigation I would likely have taken my team onto as there were some very nasty entities that resided in that building. In fact, in this particular EVP, you can hear the sarcasm in the woman's voice and also in this EVP, you can hear how tinny it sounds as well as the previous one. Quite a marked difference to the EVP in Class A.
The final class of EVP are Class C. These EVP are the most indistinct, the lowest in volume, often whispering that is hard to make out what has been said, and there is often excessive warping and defamation of the words, as in this example also from the Odeon Theatre investigation. I think one example of Class C EVP is sufficient for you to get the idea of what we're referring to. I'd love to hear your take on what these EVPs say, so please feel free to write in and let me know what you think they say. You can email me at shadowlands at yahoo.com. You've heard a few EVP. You have a bit of a background of how they came about. Now we come to the question, what precisely is the source of EVPs? There are many theories as to the source of EVP. The primary theory is that these are the voices of people who have died. Another is that these voices are from a different dimension. Some scientists who study quantum physics postulate that there are many different dimensions that surround us. Think of our dimension as being like an onion skin that has multiple layers with the other dimensions all wrapped around our layer. People who have died simply exist in another dimension. After all, we are all basic energy. And one of the first laws of physics is that nothing dies. It simply changes states and perhaps vibrates at a different rate than we do. And that some of the beings who inhabit these other dimensions are able to speak and communicate using this method. There is another school of thought that these EVP are from the researcher's own subconsciousness, that somehow the researcher's own thoughts are projected onto the recorder. Others, dependent on their religious persuasion, believe that these voices are either angelic or demonic in origin. However, sceptics believe that there is nothing to EVP and the voice captures are either a hoax, some random noise being misinterpreted as voices, real voices already on the recorder, generally in the days before digital recording, which was actually a very valid point at that stage of the EVP journey when people used tapes, or as voices picked up from radio waves, walkie-talkies, cell phones, police scanners, etc. Skeptics also say that expectation plays an important role in making people believe they are hearing voices within random noise. According to the psychologist James Alcock, what people hear in EVP recordings can best be explained by apophenia, cross-modulation or expectation and wishful thinking. Alcock concluded EVPs are the products of hope and expectation and these claims wither away under the light of scientific scrutiny. Apophnia is related to but distinct from paradelia, which we discussed earlier in this episode. Apophnia is defined as the spontaneous finding of connections or meaning in things which are random, unconnected or meaningless, and has been put forward as a possible explanation for EVP. Whilst I am most certainly not discounting the sceptical and scientific perspectives of EVP, and absolutely many EVP I have heard put out by various investigation groups certainly could fall into those categories, it does not explain a large majority of this phenomena. It certainly does not explain spirit having conversations with each other, as 
the EVP show. These next EVP were taken at the Tavistock Hotel again, but on a second visit. The second visit, we went to do an investigation there with a documentary film crew. We were invited to, to film with them for this documentary they were making that was just shown on New Zealand TV just recently called Following Twain. Now, the first two EVPs were taken as I was actually by myself going to the toilet. I had a microphone pack on my back, so it was like a little square box tucked into my trousers. And in this first EVP, you can hear three distinct spirit. They sound a bit like children. The first one says, what's in back of her, referring to the microphone pack. The second voice, I can't quite make out what they say. And the third voice says, go with this one, all similar. So I'll leave it up to you to decide what you hear yourself. The second EVP is in the same toilets. And you can hear me moving around, opening doors and getting myself organized to use the toilet. And you can hear the whispering, but you can't quite make out what is being said. So have a listen and tell me what you think. So now I'm going to play you a couple of disembodied voices. So these were spirit voices that were audibly heard by team members. This first disembodied voice was recorded at the private business that was mentioned earlier in this episode. And you can hear James respond as he hears the voice. It's very, very loud. Anything will do, just like... And in there, yeah. That was a voice. Thank you, I will make cool. Anything will do, just like... And in there, yeah. That was a voice. Thank you, I will make cool. Anything will do, just like... And in there, yeah. That was a voice. Thank you, I will make cool. This last disembodied voice was caught in the Napier Cemetery during the team's first training session. In it, you can hear Carla asking somebody to help me down a particularly steep slope. And you can hear me saying, no, I'm okay. Then you can hear a voice. It's not very clear or very audible. And then you can hear Carla and Helen responding to it. Someone help Marianne, she's got funny. Oh, pardon? Did you hear that? Yeah, she just spoke. Oh, yeah. Voice. 
Someone help Miriam, she's got funny. Oh, pardon? Did you hear that? Yeah, she just spoke. Oh, yeah. Voice. Someone help Miriam, she's got funny. Oh, pardon? Did you hear that? Yeah, she just spoke. Oh, yeah. Voice. We've had a bit of a journey tonight with this episode on EVP. It was actually very hard for me choosing which EVP to play to you all. We have had conversations, responses and audible disembodied voices. Now I want to end on an EVP that is both really funny and a little X-rated sounding. Nathan, Jasmine and I were discussing Jasmine's development in this area. Over the top of us you can clearly hear very audibly a couple of young lads making obvious noises and moaning sounds. This is a class A EVP. Feelings all their life, and yeah, I've kind of done the adult thing. No, you're talking rubbish. Yeah. Uh, I've kind of lost my touch. Oh, no, you haven't uh, actually. No, not in one place, you haven't. Because all the while she's been feeling. Feelings all their life, and yeah, I've no. kind of done the adult thing. No, you're talking rubbish. Yeah, uh, I've kind of lost my touch. Oh, no, you haven't uh, actually. No, not in one place, you haven't. Because all the while she's been feeling. Feelings all their life, and yeah, I've no. kind of done the adult thing. No, you're talking rubbish. Yeah, uh, I kind of lost my touch. Oh, no, you haven't actually. No, not in one place, you haven't. Because all the while she's been feeling. I hope you have enjoyed your journey into the world of EVP. Please be sure to join us next week when I delve into the subject of reincarnation. Meantime, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to email shadowlands at yahoo.com. If you like the show, then please consider supporting me on patreon.com. Become a subscriber, and for a few dollars a month, you can support this show and help cover hosting, bandwidth, and other expenses, like royalty fees for any music I may use in future episodes. As a subscriber, you will get access to back episodes of the show and other extras. Also, you will always get my absolute appreciation and love. Patreon.com or check the link out on our website www.walkingtheshadowlands.com Thank you so very much for listening tonight, today, wherever you are in this beautiful world of ours. If you haven't already, then please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a positive rating and review. Spread the word around about this podcast. Invite your friends, family and workmates to subscribe and listen too. And we will see you this time next week. Thanks for listening. 